We hope you enjoy this weekend retreat with Father Sean Kilcalli at Our Lady of Good Counsel Retreat House, February 16th to 18, 2018, on the topic Divine Daughterhood, Merciful Motherhood. These and other recordings are available at our website, goodcounselretreat.com. It's a great joy to be with you all this weekend, and um, kind of a humbling joy that the chapel's so full, and uh, so... It's a good thing Jesus gives the retreat. So for some of you, this might be your first retreat that you've ever come on. Some of you might be retreat veterans. And, um, and so it's important to like kind of remember that like this is just a time set aside. You know, a time set aside. And it's the time for our Lord to do what our Lord wants to do. It's time for our Lord to do what our Lord wants to do. And so the first question to kind of think about throughout the night is, like, why are you here? And like, why are you here? And there's lots of answers to that question. Weekend away from the kids? Yes, I'm in. Or maybe a friend brought you. Or maybe your spiritual director strong-armed you. But why are you here? And ultimately, the answer to that question is that you're here because our Lord invited you here. No. And another question that we might ask is, Jesus, why did you invite me here? And what does our Lord say to that? Like, How does our Lord speak into that? And so when I agreed to do this retreat, I have my certain themes that I talk on. And I was like, divine daughterhood, but merciful motherhood, that sounds like a good theme. And then I realized it's the first week of Lent, and so it's probably going to have a Lenten flavor to it as well. In the gospel reading today, the disciples of John go to Jesus, and they ask him this question, why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples don't fast? And our Lord answers them with this kind of, you know, interesting answer. Can the wedding guests fast or mourn while the bridegroom is with him? When I'm taken away from them, then they'll fast. Which begs the question of why we fast. Like, why do we observe Lent anyways? You know, why do we observe Lent anyways? Because, like, sometimes fasting is looked at as simply asceticism. Like, well, we just need to do something really hard. Why do we need to do something really hard? Well, because Jesus did something really hard, so we have to do something really hard. And we can look at that in terms of asceticism, but if it's only asceticism, then it's not much different than doing Whole30. You know, like, I'm doing Whole30. Why? Because it's hard. And so, like, there has to be something more than that. In the book of the prophet Isaiah, the prophet is speaking to the people of Israel, and it's kind of this back and forth. The people have been fasting, and they cry out to the Lord, why do we fast and you don't see it? We're afflicting ourselves, and you don't notice. We're suffering, and you're doing nothing. Because it's supposed to be this kind of like one-for-one exchange. If I suffer so much, then you're going to deliver for me. 
And then the Lord says to them that you're fasting to carry out your own pursuits and it ends in quarreling and fighting. Striking with the wicked claw. So their fasting was really nothing more than like doing Whole30 where you're frustrated because you haven't eaten carbs and then you just start fighting with everybody. And then the Lord goes to something deeper. The fasting I wish is this. Releasing those bound unjustly, untying the thongs of the yoke, setting free the oppressed. This time of fasting is about, free, is about being free. And it's about being free so that we can be in love. And so that we can be in love. If we look at things from Jesus' perspective, this day set aside is a time of longing for the bridegroom. Right? Longing for the bridegroom. Now, I have my great aunt, Virginia, and, um, and so my family, that part of my family, they have Native American heritage, and so they're really into like any kind of cool spiritual thing that they can come up with crystals and all kinds of things like that and and um and they have all these spiritual insights and things and and so they always like to share these things with me and uh, i was visiting her one time and she was talking about taking her granddaughter to the church and kind of doing these lessons with her you know like they'd walk by the church and she'd say see that red light right there that's jesus's porch light and so if the porch light is on you know jesus is home And so they'd look, is Jesus home? Yes, Grandma, Jesus is home. And so they would come in to visit Jesus. And they'd sit there. And she told this story about how her granddaughter, when she was about four, she was just sitting there, and she just kind of sighed and was like, oh, I miss Jesus. I miss Jesus. It's kind of a beautiful expression. And when our Lord says that we should have the faith of children, I think that's what he's looking for. For us to say, I miss him. And when we miss people, we want to go and spend time with them. And when we have the opportunity to spend time with them, we just want to focus on them. And that's why we come on retreats. To rekindle the relationship that we've had. We'll reflect on the ways that our Lord has entered into and worked in our lives in order to solidify and grow in our love for him and our experience of his love for us. And that expression, I miss Jesus, that is the expression of fasting as our Lord defines it, that we'll fast when the bridegroom is taken from us. Now, the Lenten season is 40 days, and one of the things that it reminds us is, of is this time of preparation. In that time of preparation that our Lord spent in the wilderness, 
when he goes to be tempted by the evil one. And so what's interesting in that passage is in Matthew chapter 4, it follows right after Jesus' baptism. After Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove coming upon him. And a voice came from the heavens saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And so our Lord's experience is that he, he goes out into the wilderness to see John, and he sees all of these people who are repenting of their sin. And we know that Jesus has no sin. And yet he wants to be in solidarity with those people who have sin. He wants to be one with them. And so Pope Benedict XVI says that when he is baptized, he's baptized in order to unite himself with sinners. And then when he comes up out of the water, after uniting himself and showing solidarity with all of us who struggle with our personal sins, all of us who struggle because of the sins of others that have affected our lives, he comes up and he hears the Father's voice. This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. And what is that like for our Lord? Does he kind of come out of the water? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah, I know, dad. Probably not. Surely those are words of affirmation that he receives. It's this moment of the affirmation of the relationship that he has with the father of who he is. And then he goes out into the desert to be tempted. Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. So the temptation that he experiences in the desert is a temptation against his identity. It's a temptation towards doubting the words of the Father or needing to have the Father prove them to him. He had just heard the father say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then when he goes into the desert, the devil says, if you are the son, then do this. If you are the son, then throw yourself down from the parapet of the temple. You don't need the father. I will make you the king of all of these nations. And our Lord remains faithful in that time in the desert because he knows who he is. He knows that he is the Son. 
He knows that the Father loves him. And so all of those temptations, they, they just become a reminder of who he is. When he's tempted to turn stones into bread, he is reminded, no, I don't need to do that because I'm the Son. Because the Father is going to take care of me. It's a time of reinforcing his identity. It's a time of strengthening the bond that he has with the Father. And surely there's a longing in his heart for the Father. That Jesus, too, would say something like, I miss the Father. Because periodically he'll go off to a lonely place to pray by himself. And so our own Lenten fasting that we take on, it's really an opportunity for us to be reminded of who we are. On a much simpler level, when I want to eat chocolate, I think, no, I don't need to do that because our Lord's going to take care of me. Otherwise, it's just simply fasting for fasting's sake. And instead, this season becomes a reminder of who we are to strengthen our identity. So that when we renew our baptism promises at Easter, there's content there and there's meaning there. And so on this retreat, too, it's a time of remembering who we are. Of remembering where we've come from. Remembering the ways in which the Lord has intervened in your life and said to you, you are my beloved daughter. You are my chosen one. You are my cherished one. And as we remember that, we grow in confidence to rely on him in all things. And so as we enter into this first evening of silence, I just invite you to spend some time remembering. Why did you come here? How did you get here? And ask our Lord what he wants to communicate to you this weekend. What gifts does he want to give you this weekend? In what 
ways does he want to intervene in your life and strengthen the bond that you have with him? So that you may be more firmly united to him, more secure in your own identity as his beloved daughter.